Good morning. Good morning. So, Natasha asked me to, uh, maybe, yes, sure. <laughs> Natasha asked me to uh, speak. I thought no, but I said yes, because this is not my favorite to stand in front of people. I like to do the one-on-one -on -one thing. Um, but at the same time, I've learned that um, I have to say yes to opportunities that God puts in front of me. And uh, so here we go. This is my story. <laughs> so I'm married to Damon, uh, my husband. Um, we've been married for almost 16 years now. We have um, two children, two teenagers, a lot of fun. Um, my son is uh, Mick, he's 15 years old, and we have a daughter, Kylie, who is 13. And um, we have a brand new puppy, a little Matisse, who is now part of our family since December. And we have two bunnies, which is a lot of fun. Um, so I'm from the, from the Netherlands. I'm, I mean, you can tell my accent, and I, I've tried to cover that up in the beginning, but I gave up. I was like, eh, it's part of me. And um, so I have my family in the Netherlands. They're still there. Um, I have two brothers. One is 12 years younger than I am. One is three and a half years younger than I am. And I love them. Don't seem too much, which is maybe good. That's why we still love them. <laughs> and um, so I was, I grew up in a Christian home. I, um, and what that meant was we would go to church. We would um, come home. We would not talk about God. Uh, we would not read the Bible. Um, we would just occasionally go to church. And I remember a period of time that, we, that I went to Sunday school. Um, which was a great experience for me. That was a great memory, and it's something that just was a positive time in my life and later became very important, an important time to look back at. Um, so when I was thinking about, you know, what to talk about, it's, it's you have 44 years of life, and then it's like, okay, what, what, what is important, right? What do I take out? So I looked back and I kind of looked at the, crossroad moments in my life. And with crossroad, uh, crossroad moments, I mean that were the times that I made a decision that really impacted my life. Um, and the first one happened when I was 12. Um, I decided to not believe in God anymore. Um, some things happened, um, some bullying in school, I lost my grandfather. Um, there was a sexual assault, there was just stuff in there, and I was really questioning if there was a God, and if there was a God, like why would he allow that to happen? So I remember sitting in my room and praying, and I was asking God, it's like, okay, I, I, if you're there, show me, give me a sign. So I had this cup on this little coffee table that I had in my bedroom. And it's like, if you really exist, move that cup. Guess what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. So as a 12-year-old, I just decided that day that I would no longer believe in God. Because I was like, well, if there is a God, then 
I really don't want anything to do with him because he's allowing all this stuff to go on. So moving forward, um, my parents divorced Ed when I was um, 16. Um, my dad moved out and he, uh, his girlfriend moved in with him. I, um, I, I was living with my mom at home and so she had a boyfriend and boyfriend came and we just did not get along. I was 16. I did not like him. <laughs> and so um, what happened is that I just kind of gave up on school. I dropped out, which was a major decision. I dropped out. I decided to find a full-time job and I actually moved out. So at 17, I was on my own doing my own thing, not having God in my life. So it was a mess. <laughs> Um, so then, good things happened too. <laughs> I, I had been in an, a, an abusive relationship um, for about three and a half years, and I decided to get out of that. Um, two and a half years, I was single, and I ran into my husband, my now husband. And um, that was hard because he was an American. He was working in the Netherlands but he was gonna leave four months after we met. So we had to kind of make up our minds of like, what were we gonna do? Was this something that we wanted to, to um, continue or if, if this was just something that we were gonna just leave? And um, luckily, we decided to have a long distance relationship. He had to go to Egypt for a year. And so our first year was long distance. Um, I wasn't a Christian. I had no clue about um, the uh, about God's plan for marriage, and so I did everything wrong in that aspect. I got pregnant, then we got married, and then we moved to the United States. And um, so after that, we. Um, we, we struggled with a lot of stuff in our relationship because there was a lot of baggage going on. And, uh, but God had a plan for that too. So the fourth um, crossroad that I identified was my desire for now my kids, now I have two kids, they're toddlers, and my desire for them to go to Sunday school. I wanted them to experience that moment that I remembered as being so positive. I also wanted them to learn about God so that they would have a, a choice um, of you know, whether they wanted to believe in God or not, which is interesting to look back on because I wasn't a Christian, so, but God was still working there, and God was still in, in, in that picture. And, um, so we went to church. Um, this was in 2006 in Kentucky. We went for just a little while, but long enough for God to kind of steer up um, some things in my life and, and steer my heart and, and work on that. Uh, we didn't go to church for probably about two years. And then God used a couple people in my life um, to get us back to church. 
Um, I had two really good friends um, that were neighbors as well, and, and they, uh, one of them, uh, or one of them wasn't. She was just a neighbor walking in the park, and she just handed me a card and said, like, hey, do you want to come to our Christmas Eve um, uh, service? And so we went. We had a really good time, and we decided, okay, we would like to go to church, but we wanted to go in our town, and this church was not in our town. So I shared that with a neighbor, and the neighbor was like, well, I just started going to this church in town, and, you know, if you want to come along, then come along. And so that's what I did. We checked it out, and it was great. It was a nice, um, nice time, and um, God really started to work there. Uh, we were going more frequently to church. Um, right in the beginning when we started to go to that church, I, I opened the Bible at home, and I looked at a verse or a passage, and I didn't open the Bible really often. So I had seen this passage, and I went to church, and what happened was that sermon was about this passage, and I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, this is like a sign, right? This is, this is good. It was, to me, it was confirmation that we were in the right place, and God, God was there. And so later on, a verse became very important to me, too, because it, it explained a lot to me. Um, this verse is Roman, Romans 5, 3 through 5. So it says, but we also rejoice in our suffering, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has poured out his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he had, whom he has given to us. And that just explained that God, even for suffering, he had a plan. He was working. It was not just suffering you know, to make us suffer. It was not like that God was upset and, and he was just like, here's my wrath upon you. He was working. He was going to use this. And he did. And it's amazing how he's using it. So I mentioned briefly that I had been in an abusive relationship. So another crossroad moment for me was that I decided to forgive this person. I had been talking to him, um, and I just thought it was time to just let it go, and which was major. My dad also had been abusive to my mom, so I had been witnessing that. And there was a lot of resentment still between me and my dad, just from my part. Um, and so I, in, two, in 2009, which it took me that long to finally have this talk with my dad, right? This is crazy. Um, but I had a talk with my dad, and he didn't really acknowledge, he blamed, and, but at the same time, it was my moment to say, okay, I forgive him, that's it. And that, I mean, that was just so major. So my sixth crossroad moment was the decision to get baptized. So we were in church, and it was a moment that 
um, they were doing baptisms, and they told us, there's no excuse today. We have people that have signed up, but if you have not signed up, maybe today's your day. We have towels, we have clothes, <laughs> no excuses. But I could find an excuse because my husband and my son were not there. And this is a moment that would, should be a family moment. And then I realized that I was gonna make another excuse. And I also realized that it was time for me to discard that and to say, no, this is for me. And this is for my relationship with God. And this is just our moment. And it doesn't have you know, much to do with my family. It's about me this time. So I went up there and got baptized, which that was my commitment to die to myself, right? And to take on a new life, a fresh start. And it was. So my seventh cro crossroad um, moment was shortly after I was baptized, I received a job offer. I had been volunteering at a domestic violence agency. Um, and I did that for about six months. I decided you know, not to volunteer during the summer to be with my kids. And then after the summer, I went back and I decided to go um, and take a paying job. So I became a caregiver. I enjoyed it. But then the domestic violence agency, the director called me, and they were like, Yolanda, we have a couple jobs open, and we would really like you to consider. These were three jobs. And I wasn't qualified for any of them. I did not have the education. I did not have the experience. And I was like, that's not even me. That, I, I did not understand that. So one of the jobs uh, was that I would be working with abusers. Which, going back to I had just forgiven my dad and I had already forgiven my ex-boyfriend. That was very helpful. That was major, because now I was gonna work with guys that were abusive to their, um, their partners. And that moment I, I was like, okay, I knew it was an opportunity from God, because there was just no way that I was not qualified, but yet I got this opportunity. And um, so I, I knew it was one of those moments where, okay, I could stay comfortable or I could get really uncomfortable. And I decided to get really uncomfortable and it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, one of the things that um, was part of my job was public speaking. At that time, that was my biggest fear. I would dread like just you know, standing in front of like 10 people or 10 little people. I, I just, you know, I, I did not like being up front. And um, so the first time that I uh, did my public speaking, I froze. <laughs> Luckily, I was with another person and he took over and I stood there for 15 minutes, five zero, just wanting to disappear in this ground because I was so embarrassed. And I got out and I was embarrassed for the guy that was with me because that was embarrassing. 
And so I got out and I remember, you know, apologizing to him. I was like, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I just, you know, I'm going to beat this. And I meant I'm going to beat this in a way that I was going to take care of this. Um, I went back to the, the domestic violence agency and I went to the lady that always went to, into schools doing all these presentations and I was like, can I come along with you? So over the next two weeks, I had eight presentations. One of them she canceled and I ended up going by myself, help. And I survived. So God was definitely working there as well. And, um, and things are, are just, um, through this job, it, it just revealed, I was so insecure. I had no confidence whatsoever. Um, and when I got into this job, it just showed me things that I didn't even know I was capable. I was running two programs. And I had zero experience. I was supervising nine people, and I had never been a supervisor before. I mean, I did have, not have the experience at all, and it was all God. And I think that was that important part for me to lean on God, even though my relationship was not solid with him because I didn't know his word. But I knew he was working, and I knew a few promises that I had heard throughout the different sermons I had listened to. Um, I decided to um, have faith and just lean hard on him, and he blessed that tremendously. Um, so my faith grew in several areas of my life, but now when it came to my marriage, um, my, as my faith got stronger with God, not knowing the Bible, not having his truth necessarily in, in my mind, just kind of like a couple grab things from here and there, what I heard and, and what I heard people say and what I had read, and kind of putting it together into my own little, you know, religion. Um, I, I, um, it, it just worked in, in a lot of areas, but my marriage just went downhill. And it was me. Um, I just saw nothing positive anymore. It was to the part where I was living in the basement within our own house. It was to the point where I decided to go um, to New York with a friend um, on New Year's Eve, or new, during New Year's, and my husband took the kids to Montana to see his family. I mean, we were, we were divorced within our house pretty much. And that was hard because I was trusting God, but my life was just kind of falling apart. And, but God is faithful. He put a couple people in my life that told me, you are wrong. I, my, my friend Lynette and my friend Debbie, both of them, they were like, you know, this is not right. This is not good. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has some negative things, right, about them. But you have a good man. These were my best friends. Sorry. I keep doing that. These were my best friends. And 
So to have that and to have them tell me and be honest with me and tell me that I'm wrong, that helped. And then there was this neighbor and she told me, you know, you have to start looking at positive things. Why did you guys get together? What did you like about each other? What was, what was it? And I didn't want to look at it. I really didn't. I just was fine in my like, I don't like him. And, but I did. I, I, I started to look at a couple of great things that he did. Like, he's an amazing dad. He is. Like, when there's anything going on with the kids, with the family, family first. No questions asked. He is the one with the big Harley, right? But he's at home. I mean, it's pretty cool, because I know a lot of the Harley guys that are just out every weekend when it's driving time, when it's nice. And so, but he is home with me. He's taking care of the kids. He is a provider. He loves us, you know? Yeah, he has his faults and I have mine, but we do love each other. And it took time to, for me to look at the positive and to go back to what we had and to see how I was really wrong in this. And um, so we, I mean, God saved our marriage for sure. It was like a veil was just lifted, like where I could see good again. And it was really dark. It was really dark. So the ninth crossroad moment was um, to, to start online classes. Um, so when I left um, the domestic violence agency, I decided to, um, I, I looked at a couple of things that came out of that and, and I found that I really enjoyed working with kids, um, with teenagers. I was running a teen boys program. The boys were 13 through 18, loved it. And so I knew that I wanted to work with kids. I knew that I wanted to help people. That was a major thing. It just, that job just was kind of a revelation for me that in the end I could say like, okay, I feel comfortable now, I feel confident enough, confident in Christ that I can do stuff, you know, that I can help others and that I can be there and I can make a difference. So I knew that I wanted to work with youth, but I had not read the Bible. How are you gonna, you know, I wanted to use my faith because that has been, had been growing, but I didn't know, I didn't know I, I knew that I had to read the Bible in order for me to be able to help others um, in the way that I felt God was calling me. So I started these online classes when we moved to Germany. I was staying home and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna work. Um, I have time for my kids and I'll just take on a couple of classes. So I started classes and then we moved to Montana and we ended up in Montana and I found uh, NBC, yes. <laughs> that was really cool. Um, it was cool to find a, a college. I, w I knew I wanted to continue, so it was cool to find a place where I could go. So I was like, okay, let's move to Bozeman. This is good. I'm gonna go to Bozeman. My husband finds a job, kids in school, it will be all perfect, right? And 
we were looking around and we just couldn't find the house. And my husband was looking for a job and he couldn't really find the job. And um, so we became closer and closer to summer or to, to school starting and we were like, okay, we have to make up our minds. We have to put the kids in school somewhere. And so we decided because the cost of living, the state being there, my husband was in the military forever. And so he wanted to, um, he knew he had a better chance to get a job at the state in Helena. So we decided that it was just all better to just move to Helena. And I was like, what about school? What about me, right? I had a plan. <laughs> and his family was living in Helena. And so I was like, oh, now I'm going to be in town with all these people. And he has a big family. When we have him over for party, it's like 50 people. And it's like, oh, I have all these people that now want all these, you know, I have all these commitments now popping up that I'm not used to because we've been military, we've not been around family, and this is going to be horrible. It's the biggest blessing ever. It's the biggest blessing ever. Not only for the kids, for my husband, for me. I mean, he's going hunting with his family. You know, the, the, the kids are having lunch with grandma. It, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing experience. And God knows what he's doing, right? I don't. So, but I still wanted to go to school. So I decided, okay, let's just go part-time and just go to school. And so I think the day before we started, if not the day off, I decided to go full time. <laughs> oh, well, as I'm thinking. And so that meant for me to commute four days a week here. Um, it meant um, that I was taking 17 credits, and that's a lot. And especially when you're doing it in a second language. Because my English was okay, but it was kind of high school English. So when I got Gil's book, <laughs> I was ready to shoot myself. <laughs> I, I mean, that took me forever. I was, I was dictionary here, book here, two or three words per sentence that I was looking up to figure out what it even was saying, right? It was hard. It was like really hard. Um, but my family stepped up. I was always the mom that was like, doing everything for my kids, right? This grew my kids as well, because now my daughter was like, Mom, I, do you want me to start dinner? Because it was like, you know, 6.30. It's like, are you going to do something? Do you want me to start it? And, uh, and you know, my, husband, or my, my son, is, he's, you know, he's 15. So I have to ask him to do stuff, right? But he, he didn't, you know, he didn't do anything. I mean, he was like, okay. Good. I mean, I didn't have anything negative coming back. I was like, wow, this is different. But they felt that this was necessary. I know that it, it was just growing our family. Like, my husband stepped up, and I mean, I just, I realized that I have an amazing family. And without them, I could have never done that. But first of all, I could have never done this without God. That's, you know, that is where you just come back to. I mean, this is just a story of like God working, even during the times that I didn't even want to have anything to do with him. So that 
um, my 10th crossroad was my decision to put my plan aside to go to school part-time. So I was really crazy overwhelmed and I had a couple papers due and I'm having this lunch with, or coffee, I don't even remember, but it was Tatiana. I don't know if you know Tatiana, but she's, she can tell you what she thinks, which is a good thing. <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. And she's like, well, okay, let's, you know, you have this paper due, what do you get excited about? I'm like, uh, are you kidding me? Nothing. I'm just like, I just need to get this done. And I, time is just like running out. And um, so she's like, well, and I had shared with her that, you know, the, my family had been kind of taking care of me instead of me taking care of them. And she's like, well, maybe it's not fair to your family to, you know, expect that of them. And, um, you know, if you don't even like enjoy learning, I mean, maybe it's too much. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe, maybe this is not God's plan. Maybe this is your plan. Bang. <laughs> it's like, and I knew she was right. I knew she was right. She was just telling me what I already knew, but I just needed to hear. And so on my drive home, back home to Helena, I decided to go part-time. I was like, okay, this is it. Um, my family needs me. If I'm going to do this for three more years this way, I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to lose myself. <laughs> and so I decided to um, go part-time, and God had a better, better plan. A um, couple months before, he had, shared, or he had shown me this job. I wasn't looking. I was on our church's website looking for some events for the kids, and there's this um, middle school ministry direct, uh, director, like, um, app, how do you say that, job opening or whatever. And um, so I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, that would have been nice if I wasn't going full-time to school. And so at this moment, when I was deciding to go part-time, that popped back in my mind. And so I was like, okay, God, if you want me to do this, please open the doors. If you do not want me to do this, close the doors. But I will pursue this. I will just, you know, see where, where it leads me. So um, I went ahead and, and started rolling with it. And all these doors were just like, open. So even before I got the confirmation, I pretty much knew I had the job because it was just too smooth. And then I was like, okay, really? I have one year. One year and you know a couple months of Bible knowledge, really, and you want me to direct this middle school youth group? That's great. Um, but I also know that he likes me uncomfortable because when I'm uncomfortable, he can kind of shape me and push me and get me to do what he wants me to do instead of me doing what I want to do. And um, so it was just a moment where. Um, I had run a program for the domestic violence agency and I had, you know, I found out that I loved that age group. I love teenagers. And I also found, and I also had some Bible knowledge and it was kind of like God just using all these parts, putting them together and put them in his job. But he knew that I wasn't going to be able to do this on my own. So he provided, 
he provided a great team of volunteers who are having great gifts in different areas. And because of that, I know that I, don't, I can't do this alone. So because of that, we're working as the body of Christ. We're actually using each other's gifts. They pop in where they can pop in. I pop in where I can pop in. And it, it's working because really that's what God told us to do, right? To work as the body of Christ. And so he's been, um, he's just faithful and, and just so active when you let him uh, be active. He says in Luke 12, 31, but seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. He will provide if you are in his will. He absolutely does. And then I wanted to close with Romans 8:28, And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. He has it. He, he has it all. We just need to follow. We just need to, just when we get these opportunities and we get so nervous and we get so like, oh, I can't do this. He will provide. He will be there every time. So just follow him and trust him. Can I close in prayer? All right. Dear God, thank you so much for this time. Um, thank you so much for my story and that you are letting me share that. Um, you are using um, stories. And Lord, I, I just pray that um, everyone will get something out of this and will be encouraged to just follow you, trust you, because you know what you're doing. You know you have a plan, and your plan is the best. Lord, let us put ourselves aside, our wills, and let us just follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.